0: Hey listeners, the information about coronavirus in this episode was correct on the date of recording, but has since been updated. So please check the NHS website or speak to your GP or midwife for the most up-to-date information. Hi, I'm Arianna Raji-Lee and welcome to the Passion Mama podcast. Each episode, I interview a guest about modern motherhood to address its challenges, but more importantly, to celebrate its opportunities. From prenatal experts to postnatal health specialists, nutritionists, mums, and mums-to-be, I ask them to share their insights and stories with us. Welcome to Pasha Mama In Conversation. Welcome to another episode of the Pashamama Podcast in Conversation. Today, I'm joined by Alida Zeilebauer, who is a hypnobirthing practitioner and mother of two, who runs private and group hypnobirthing courses, predominantly in London, but now we're being allowed access to virtual setups, I'm sure she is casting her net a little wider. Hi Alida, how are you doing?
1: I am very good, thank you for having me today.
0: No, absolute pleasure. I'm really excited to um, kind of talk to you about hypnobirthing and, and learn a little bit more about it myself. So um, we'll start with the most obvious question. Um, what is hypnobirthing?
1: Yes, a very, very good question to start with, because unfortunately, I think hypnobirthing is very misunderstood. Um, and that predominantly comes from the hypno part of hypnobirthing, which refers to hypnosis. So a lot of people, I think when they hear the word hypnosis, they think of stage hypnosis. while in fact, hypnosis simply means this. It's simply words, but words used in a more focused and positive way. Um, So that's simply what hypnosis is. Um, In hypnobirthing, you're not hypnotized. You're just um, consumed with lots of positivity around pregnancy, labor and birth. So hypnobirthing is an antenatal education. It's a set of tools and techniques that women and their birth partners can use during pregnancy and in labor. Now, for most women, they're probably very excited at the idea of giving birth, but for some, unfortunately, that joyful anticipation is often tinged with fear, and that can be partly due to historical reasons. So something that's kind of in their subconscious mind you know for years and maybe not even be aware that it's there um negative birth stories a lot of people feel the need to tell pregnant women their negative birth stories um, and that can generate a lot of anxiety and fear or the modern media as well so a lot of the times um birth may be portrayed as something traumatic um, simply to make it more dramatic on screen so all of these things can feed into. Um, an unrealistic picture of what your birth experience might be Um, and so therefore what hypnobirthing does it allows you to um, release that fear or that anxiety that you might have around kind of what's in store especially if it's your first time um, but also very very useful for subsequent births as well and it just fills you with positivity so it's a very positive experience it's really really enjoyable um, it's very simple, it's logical, and it's very, very effective.
0: Is this something that you you went through yourself? How did you how did you kind of get into it?
1: Yeah, so for me, I'd never heard of hypnobirthing. Um I was really, really excited about being pregnant. Um, the first few weeks were were a little bit difficult for me because I did have some sickness, and then around week um 16 it passed, and so then it became much easier. Um But I was five months pregnant and I met a lady, um, I was actually at a hen party and I met a lady who told me her birth story. And unfortunately it wasn't a very positive one. And because I didn't know much about birth myself, you know, compared to what I do now, I wasn't really able to ask the right questions. I was more stunned more than anything else, trying to think about, you know, how this could potentially be my birth story and so very very luckily um, at the same party um, I met another girl who wanted to tell me her birth story which turned out to be very very positive positive. and she told me about hypnobirthing and I had never heard of it I didn't know what it meant um, and so I decided well I have nothing to lose you know that's the birth story that I want I want something that's more positive so I started to look into it um, and, and subsequently after that I was on a tube one day in London and because I was pregnant, a lady came up to chat to me just to see how I was. And she said, you have to look into hypnobirthing. So it was kind of coming at me from different angles. And I thought, right, there has to be something in this. So that's when I started to read a book um, about hypnobirthing. And to be very honest, a lot of the stuff that I read in there, like there was examples of birth stories. And I didn't believe all of them. I thought they were too good to be true. And, you know, they were there. Um, as part of the book, I suppose, as a way of selling the book potentially. And it wasn't until after I had my baby that I realized actually all of that information was factual and it was true. Um, But it was only after that I really realized that that this was a possibility. Um, I did pregnancy yoga when I was pregnant with Georgia, uh, my first baby, and my pregnancy teacher was hypnobirthing practitioner. So that was quite good. So I did a course with my husband with her, um, and it was really, really effective. Um, I had been doing a little bit of research about it. My husband hadn't, so he was going into it really fresh. Um and to be honest, when we walked out of that, he was a bit, you know, unsure about it all. And it was after we had the baby, we were sitting down at home one day, and we started to talk about it, and he was amazed. Um, at the effect hypnobirthing had on both of us and I don't think he understood that completely until after the event really really powerful for him as well
0: that's incredible I mean it sounds um you know it's almost like kismet that you you went to this party there were two sides of the story you know the, the woman came up to you on the tube and talked to you about it I mean that that rarely happens these days I would imagine you know so that's um that's amazing
1: I know. And I was so grateful, you know, because, you know, living in London and um, traveling on the tube, you know, we don't always talk to each other. And so I was really appreciative that she had come up and shared her experience with me um, and wanting me to have a positive experience as well and wanting to tell me about hypnobirthing. So, yeah, I still remember and I talk about her a lot, actually, even though I don't know who she is. But, yeah, it was a really nice thing to do. That's lovely. Yeah. Um
0: you touched on um i guess your husband's hesitancy i guess about hypnobirthing maybe you could take us through i guess the role of 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 the partner or the in your case the father in in a, in a hypnobirthing scenario and how you're finding um men more traditionally i guess adapting to being open to this type of birthing
1: yeah so this is key actually um When I do a course, it's really important that the the father or the birth partner um, does the course as well. Um, It's really, really important for them to understand how they can support you through birth. Um, Their their role is key, and I think it's underestimated quite a lot. Um, A lot of the dads might think to themselves, well, there's not really much I can do. But it's only after they do the course that they realize actually they have a huge role to play. Um, during the labor process. And it's important for them to have a positive experience in this whole thing as much as it is for the mom. Um, So how do they support you when you're in labor? It's important for them to feel educated, just like um, you are following a hypnobirthing course. As I said earlier, it's an antenatal education. So it, it allows you to stay in control of your own birth experience because you're going to make informed decisions along the way. It means you're educated in everything that may happen. You're understanding the physiology of birth. So you're understanding um, if there's a situation where you need to make a choice, you're making those choices together as a team and um, somebody else isn't making those and therefore you're staying in control of your birth experience. Um, for the dead, um, what's really, really powerful is, oxytocin so without oxytocin which is the hormone that you generate when you're in labor without oxytocin you won't be able to birth your baby but what the you know your birth partner or your um husband can do when you're in labor is they can easily stimulate oxytocin because they are somebody that you love somebody that you're close to and obviously they can do that um easier than a midwife might be able to do because obviously you might have just met the midwife um, for the first time. so even the touch of um, your hand when you're in labor, rubbing your hair, um, a gentle massage, all of that stuff will will stimulate the production of oxytocin and that's key when you're in labor. So that's really powerful and that's one of the things that your birth partner or the dads can do. Um, they, they, They also allow you to feel calm so Because you feel safe with them, it's the person that you love. They keep you feeling calm and that's really, really important when you're in labor. Um, They they have a lot of um, of jobs. I give them a lot of jobs when I do the course. There's a technique that I teach the dads when we're um, going through the course and it's about using their brain. So sometimes a decision may have to be made when you're in labor and the mom might not be in the position to do that. So the dad needs to be able to make, um, you know, those decisions may be on your behalf, but based on the fact that you've talked about them before, but he feels educated and empowered to do that in a situation may it arise. And it's just about um, him feeling empowered in the experience as well, being able to support you through it. Um, obviously, you know, it's a lot to see a woman um, you know, giving birth to a baby. um, And it's important for the dads to just feel part of that and feeling like they actually played a part as well.
0: And what about, um, given the current situation and I guess fathers and partners, you know, at the moment anyway, aren't necessarily allowed in the room with um, you whilst you're giving birth. um, What kind of suggestions would you give in order to kind of have that um, reassurance or that feeling um, in order to you know stimulate that oxytocin that you need is it something as simple as perhaps you know having them record something on your phone um, so that you can hear their voice and then you you know have them read a story I don't know and and, and you just have that on your phone so that you can play in the hospital that you know some, something as simple as that might 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 be effective?
1: yeah and and that's a very good point as well because one thing i do talk about during the course is a playlist Um so for example if if the couple are married and um, they may record a playlist of their their wedding songs because those kind of songs will bring you back to the day you will remember the day you got married and you remember those songs and they bring back happy memories so easy to stimulate oxytocin likewise if you're not married um, you might have a song as a couple that you relate to when you hear it as the first time you met. And having a song like that um, on your playlist can really help to stimulate oxytocin as well. Now, obviously we're in you know unprecedented times. Um, it's a very, very difficult time for everybody. And so I would like to think that all of the birth partners and the dads can be there to witness the birth of um, their baby, even in current environments um but i suppose what's really important is just to make sure that you are prepared in advance um because i think what hypnobirthing does and we talk about it and the course as um the four c's of hypnobirthing um, hypnobirthing allows you to feel calm it allows you to be comfortable confident and in control of your own birth experience so I think if, um, in the current environment that we're in, um, if the dad or the birth partner is not allowed to be there, then um, you will still be able to to get through it because you will have trained your body and your mind um, you know, to to get through it. But I think in a lot of situations, the dads, you know, will be allowed to be there unless they're showing any symptoms or anything like that. But hopefully, hopefully, all of that will turn out to be um, a positive experience, even if you have to do it um, without them.
0: Yeah, so why don't we talk about, um, you know, what happens, more traditionally, what happens um, during a hypnobirth?
1: Yes, so hypnobirthing, um, as I said, you feeling very calm and comfortable. And so um, a lot of the times, a woman who has done hypnobirthing will often have a shorter labor, um, and, I, and I'm not talking about, you know, one hours or two hours, relatively shorter than a woman who hasn't done hypnobirthing. Um, sometimes a midwife, if they don't know you're hypnobirthing, they might not um, realise you're as far gone as you are because you're very calm um, as you're going through the surges. And so um, it might be misunderstood that you're further along. Midwives love hypnobirthing, so it's really important that you tell them that your hypnobirthing couple, um, they're the big advocates for um, hypnobirthing because they know the advantages that it, that it has for people who have studied hypnobirthing or done a course. And really what's important is understanding what the mind and body needs in order for it to birth to progress um, as it should is probably one of the more powerful ways um, in which hypnobirthing can help you. Um, so really just to talk a little bit about the physiology of birth for a second um, going back to why i say hypnobirthing moms may experience a shorter labor so you have the muscles of the uterus which are the nuts and bolts of hypnobirthing really and all these are is just a, um, a bag of muscles really powerful muscles that work to absolute capacity when you're in labor and so going back to the hormones that you generate when you're in labor is um, adrenaline and oxytocin. And adrenaline will be there if you've got any fear, worry, or anxiety. And that's what we have to limit when we're in labor. It's oxytocin that's really, really powerful. Um, And what happens is when we're producing oxytocin, um, it sends oxygenated blood to all the muscles, to the muscles of the uterus. It sends oxygenated blood to your baby. And therefore, it allows the muscles to do exactly what they need to do. So, with or without you the muscles of the uterus will give birth to your baby so it's about understanding how do i work with those sensations to make it as comfortable as possible for myself um, and as, as my body births my baby so um, really that's kind of what a hypnobirthing um, experience will look like it means you're more focused um, your breathing techniques are really really important so that's something we focus on a lot breathing breathing on its own is a form of pain relief believe it or not because when you're breathing effectively you're producing oxytocin and oxytocin stimulates um, the production of endorphins which are our natural painkillers so it's all related um it's all very logical um and so a hypnobreath experience is one that's that's truly truly positive um and it's very important to say as well that hypnobirthing prepares you for all scenarios so it's about inductions of labors um and c-sections as well so it's important to know that you're prepared for all scenarios
0: and i guess you know there's no there's no denying that hypnobirthing has has, is slowly and steadily kind of on the rise at the moment do you think that's you know why do you think that is do you think that's because i don't know the duchess of cambridge you know openly talked about her you know her positive experience with hypnobirthing or is it because you know as a generation um you know we're we're more and more aware of self-care or you know we we as women just are kind of demanding more information about what's you know what happens to our bodies why do you think more more women are opting in for this kind of birthing
1: well i think um the Duchess of Cambridge speaking about hypnobirthing in such a positive way and how she used it for her three pregnancies is really powerful because it touches a lot of people um but also family and friends, and um, and it's it's spreading that word amongst your peers, your family, and um, a lot of people that I teach. I will always ask them, where did you find hypnobirthing? How did you hear about it? And a lot of the times, it will be through families and friends. And um, I do also meet a lot of people who come to me and say they've heard about hypnobreathing, They didn't know about it at the time that they were um, pregnant, but they wish they had done hypnobirthing and so they often think for a subsequent birth that they will definitely look to do that and I do have a lot of women who I teach who didn't use it the first time but want to use it for subsequent births and actually that's really really powerful because second babies come quick because you have muscle memory so the muscles of the uterus are very clever they remember that they did it before and so second time births can be very very quick so to be able to to deal with how fast a second time labor might be hypnobirthing is really really powerful um, and i'm talking from experience with that one and um, it, it definitely saved me when i was going through labor the second time so i think it's a mixture of things really and um, they, they hear it in the media obviously we've got social media now we're very well connected to a lot of you know celebrities um who have a great voice in spreading positivity so if they have experienced hypnobirthing, so like Deliciously Ella, for example, she has a great podcast out there as well where she spoke about her birth experience. Um, and that's a great way to spread the word. Um, I, I wish hypnobirthing, you know, for everybody, because you know, it's it's a moment that you will remember for the rest of your life. So why not make it a positive one? Why not prepare yourself in the best way possible? Um, So it's really important, you know, to have this opportunity even today to talk to you on your podcast and reach all the women who are going to listen to this and help them to understand a little bit more about what hypnobirthing is and how it can make a difference to their birth experience. Yeah, I mean, it sounds
0: sounds absolutely incredible. I mean, I'm not pregnant, but it's it's. um something that I just it almost feels like a no-brainer really um so my question with that in mind is then are there any disadvantages of hypnobirthing are there any situations where I don't know things have gone wrong you know are there scenarios where you know it, it hasn't worked for example
1: now that's a really good question um because just just to pick up what you just said there about you know when things go wrong That's actually the point where you need hypnobirthing the most because we might always have a birth plan, um, but what's really important is that there's some flexibility in that plan because things always don't go to plan. And so being able to deal with the situation when it doesn't go to plan is when hypnobirthing really takes over and it allows you to be that calm, confident person that I talked about a few minutes ago. So it's key actually to have hypnobreathing to allow you to deal with those kinds of situations. So for example, if you're planning a water bath, but all of a sudden you have to be induced, um, and about, about 70% of, um, about one in four women are induced today in the UK, and 70% of those is due to past due date and if a first if you're a first-time mom about 85 percent of first-time moms will go past their due date um, so it is important to be able to um, um you know kind of control how you're feeling and um, if things kind of go off track so coming back to your question um, is there any disadvantages absolutely not i can't think of um a reason why you wouldn't do it Because at the end of the day, if you think about it like this, if you think about it practically, if you were um, planning to run the London Marathon, you wouldn't just turn up on the day without preparing for the marathon. It just wouldn't make sense to you. Even if you were, okay, if you're not somebody, you know, who likes to run marathons, but if you're somebody who likes to hold dinner parties for your friends, um, pre-COVID-19 obviously, but you know when we all come out of this and we want to hold um, some dinner parties, have our friends over, you won't just wait for your friends to turn up to decide what you're going to cook. There'll be some planning involved. So you'll be thinking about what you're going to have maybe as a starter, what you might um, cook for dinner, if you're going to have any dessert. You might even think about the table plan, what's your table presentation going to look like? Because you want to make it really nice. It's the same when it comes to birth. There's no disadvantage in preparing yourself so that you are fully informed. That's why I keep saying it's an education and you're fully informed, you're completely in control of your own birth experience. um, And that's the only way then you're going to end up having a positive experience, even if you are induced, um, even if it's a cesarean section, and you know, we, we need to be really, appreciative that we live in a world today where c-sections are available to us and we talk about that in detail on the course as well and we talk about how we turn that into a positive experience so there's different tricks that you can teach the couples in order to make it a positive experience so absolutely in my mind no disadvantage to thing. it's only a good thing that's, um i really
0: enjoyed that um dinner party analogy because I've heard the marathon one before um but I'd not heard the dinner party plan one and i guess like a birthing plan a dinner party you can have everything kind of laid out but things can go wrong like you and the lasagna or something so you know you need to have um you need to be kind of prepared for for the alternatives so um yeah thank you for that one that will stick with me for a while um I have a, just a couple of questions left in terms of when you start the hypnobirthing course how far along is there a kind of ideal time throughout your pregnancy to start or if you know if somebody's listening to this in their you know in their third trimester um can they start their hypnobirthing course now or when is i i guess the appropriate time
1: yeah so you could do hypnobirthing at any time but i normally say any time after your 20-week scan Um, and that's that's usually a good point to start hypnobirthing i have had couples who wanted to do it earlier which is absolutely fine and we do that and then i suppose what happens then is they have a longer time to actually practice so it's not just about doing the course it's really important that you practice what you've been taught afterwards as well. Um, Especially with the relaxations. Um, The relaxations is like the mental preparation that you do for birth. Um, And that's kind of the hypnosis side of things because it's full of the positive um, affirmations about um, pregnancy, labor and birth. Um, So it's... um, it's really important that you kind of practice um, outside of the course as well so you can do it prior to 20 weeks but i normally say from 20 weeks is really good idea and but i have had a couple who came to me and they were due in four weeks time and we did a full hypnobirthing course um, before they had the baby so it it really you can do it at any time the more time you have to practice better but there's an argument to say if you're doing it four weeks before your baby, then everything is fresh in your mind. Um, and so, you know, that's only a positive as well. So there's really there's really no set time that you need to start it by. Um, it's really whenever suits you um, that, that you should start it.
0: Cool. And one final question, I guess um what advice can you give to women who are nearing their due date in this current situation who might be feeling i don't know a little bit anxious and overwhelmed about um the whole thing
1: yeah that's a really good question because i know you know there's quite a lot of anxiety out there at the moment especially if you are you know expecting a baby but here's some advice and this is this is advice that I give to all of my couples. Um, I mentioned a couple of minutes ago about um, reaching your due date, right? That can create a little bit of anxiety, but remember that 85% of first-time moms will go past their due date. And so what I say to them when they get to their due date, there's going to be a lot of pressure. You know, friends and families are going to be very excited. They're going to be calling and texting. Um, and they're going to be you know, wanting to hear the news. But that can create a lot of pressure for you because it just means, oh, the baby hasn't come yet. And when you reach your 40-week appointment, you will automatically be booked in for um, an induction in two weeks' time. So that also creates anxiety. We talk about that point a lot in the course. Um, so what I say to my couples is think of it as extra time Um, together, when you go past your due date, think of that as bonus time for you and your partner to spend together before your baby arrives. Um, Because once the baby arrives, it's very difficult to get that time to yourselves, you know, unless you've lots of friends and family around that can potentially help you. But, you know, life is never the same again, and, and you don't have as much time as you would have now together. So make the most of that time together and think about it as a bonus time. When we think about the time that we live in at the moment with everything that's going on around us um, it's important that you know you approach it in the same way so okay we can't go out for meals but you can stay at home and cook nice meals for each other that all helps to stimulate oxytocin you're feeling nice and relaxed and comfortable and happy together so that creates oxytocin really important so make some nice dinners for each other Sit down and relax in the evenings and maybe watch a nice series on Netflix. Something that's, you know, happy makes you laugh, laughing stimulates oxytocin. So really, I would say just take advantage of the time that you have together and do nice things around the house or your flat um, and just enjoy the time. And it's really just about, you know, positive thinking. And that's what hypnobirthing is all about. It's training your mind to be positive. and, and you know what hypnobirthing to be quite honest it's something you can use in everyday life you don't have to be pregnant it's probably something you're going to use even after your baby is born if we're feeling stressed um, and a lot of us will have some sort of stress in our in our lives at the moment um, more so than maybe normal like just taking a moment to breathe um, it just helps you to kind of take a breath and just relax um. So that's kind of the advice i would give it's okay that you can't go out right now stay inside stay safe look after each other um and just be happy that stimulates oxytocin and we need oxytocin in order for um labor to begin and to birth our baby so that's my advice to everybody out there
0: that's um, amazing advice and um i think a good way to end i i want to thank you so much for for I guess opening my eyes especially also to to kind of hypnobirthing um it's it sounds like an incredibly positive experience and as you keep saying positivity is is something key to that and definitely something that we all kind of need at the moment so thank you so much for talking to me
1: oh you're most welcome thank you for having me I've loved it thank you so much thank you